Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rethop. I am here, joined by my co-host, DeAndre Henderson. What it do, y'all? We back for yet another one. Another one. Yes. We had a good week in college. 4-0 total. You heard? I think we need to start just handicapping college. For sure. I mean, we are we're killing it. I mean, you're doing really good on NFL, so... Um, we had I had UNLV mm-hmm. covered easy, mm-hmm. Penn State minus forty one and a half went sixty three to nothing. Easy cover. Uh, you had I had Alabama. No, that's Arkansas plus twenty. Yep. Home against only Alabama. lost by three, and they only lost by three. And my other choice was the Notre Dame Fighting Irish against yes. the USC Trojans. Yeah, and they and covered that easy too. Dumb. So, moving on to this week's college picks. I'll go first. My first pick, even though we jumped off that bandwagon last week, I'm going to jump back onto the bandwagon. USC minus seven at home. Um, You are taking Utah plus the seven. So I'll give my rationale as to why I'm taking USC. It's, It's a good spot for them to come back. Utah has been a good team this year. I just, without Cam rising... I know USC's defense isn't very good, but I just have a hard time seeing, especially with it being at USC, I just have a hard time seeing Utah keeping up with that offense. It's the number for me. It's not necessarily It's a big number. Teams. It is a big number. It's the number for me. This is an interconference game, and road dogs, I kind of treating them like how I treat the road dogs in the NFL. Right. So, seven points. In an interconference game where this game means everything to USC standing, Utah standing. Like, when do they, you know, because Utah, I think they're kind of out of the playoff hunt. And uh, USC still has got a legit shot if they kind of go sweep the sheet from here right. on out. Right. You know? So, I'm just going for the numbers. I know Cam Rising isn't playing. That's a huge blow to the Utes. But Utah fans travel well. They're going to pack that stadium in USC. So, I'm not necessarily worried about the, the road aspect of it. Because okay. Utah travels very well as just a organism, like you know, just a sports city itself. Um, so yes, I'm going to take the Utah Utes, and I do like seven points. You start up, start off seven zero. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with everything that you just said there. I just think USC is going to come out firing mm-hmm. after having a pretty embarrassing performance against Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, definitely interested to see how that game goes. Yeah. My next game, um, I'm going to take a total. I'm going to take the under on Washington State and Oregon. You know, it's funny. While we were just talking about this, Oregon is what USC wants to be. A hundred percent. They have an extremely talented offense, and their defense is great. Underrated. Like, very, very good. And this is why I like the under on this game. Oregon's going to score. Oregon's going to score no matter what. Washington State has been awful the last two weeks. They've not shown up. Oregon's defense is allowing 282 yards per game. Mm. Might sound like a lot, but in the college football game, when you you average about a team giving up about 400 yards a game. They're giving up 282 yards a game. They did give up 33 against Washington, but, you know, that's an outlier. Washington's offense is Michael ridiculous. Michael Penix is really good. Yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, can we he's just awesome. go ahead and say that? And, but the only thing I love about Penix is, like, 
you know, he's putting the ball in some crazy spots, but he's got some really good receivers. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, definitely put himself into the mix for the third quarterback drafted in, in next year's class. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, even then, they gave up 33 points. The final score was 36-39. So, even then, it was a shootout with two of the top offenses in the league, and you still only went over by a touchdown to the number that we have now. And in the last or after the Washington game, they've given up six points, six points, and ten points. So I think Oregon State's uh, defense will hold Washington State, and we just need Washington State to hold Oregon one quarter. One quarter of Oregon scoring only one touchdown, and you get this under. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I like it. Uh, my second pick, I'm gonna go with the Michigan. Wolverines minus 24 and a half and to my viewers out there I really don't like laying a bunch of points to any team in any fashion Mm -hmm. however this Michigan team is freaking loaded they have an excellent head coach they are and they're playing Michigan State this weekend and quite frankly they say it's a rivalry but quite frankly I don't think Michigan State has the dogs to bark. Now, Michigan, Michigan State's been really bad for like yeah. the last three to four years. So, quite frankly, I, I look for this for J.J. McCarthy and the boys to get going. Um, I see Crom having a couple of touchdowns, 120, maybe 120 plus yards. Okay. Um, I'm loving the Michigan Wolverines this week. Minus 24 and a half. I like it. And it's funny, too. J.J. McCarthy, Michael Pen- Michael Penick is now the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman this year. I like it, though. Um, I think J.J. McCarthy is right behind him. Um, and Caleb Williams, who was, I would say, almost overwhelmingly the favorite to win the Heisman at the beginning of the year, has dropped to plus 2,000. That's scary. So that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. But see, Caleb's had just a couple of off games. Yeah. And... You know, I'm not saying those losses are his fault or anything of the matter. But what I am saying is that when you have so much hype and you have a down game, you know what I mean? People really, they, they tend to go off the bandwagon quick. That's not right. going to change what's going to happen next April yeah. at the NFL draft. The Bears or the Cardinals will be selecting number one, Caleb Williams. I don't care what anybody says. You can say... Well, apparently Caleb Williams has a say in that. And that's why I was actually going to ask you, if you're Caleb Williams, you're looking at the top three, four teams that are probably going to be choosing uh, number one overall. Like you said, the Cardinals, the Bears, the Broncos. Minnesota. Minnesota, the Patriots. I mean, if if you had a choice to go anywhere, if you're K- or not a choice to go anywhere, where is the one or two places, if you were Caleb Williams, that you would refuse to go play? Chicago okay. is number one. I think so, too. First and foremost, they I don't know what the heck is going on in Chicago. Poor Justin Fields dislocated his thumb when yeah. we were playing this week. Um, number two, I guess I would have to say, I don't know. I don't I, I don't think, I think Chicago is my only, my only absolute no-no. Because I think Minnesota is a pretty darn good situation. You have Kevin O'Connell. He's a very good head, offensive head coach. Yeah. Good organization. They pay well. They treat their players well in Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is going to be there at the end of it. Um, no. Because I guess... Unless they trade out, Kirk, why, Well, apparently Kirk Cousins is reported that he's not going to trade it or uh, wave do, his, wave wave his, his no-trade clause. So 
I don't think Minnesota will be there at the end. So I, I think your most realistic expectation is Bears, Cardinals, Giants, Patriots. Maybe. And the Giants. And the maybe. Giants, yeah. But, I mean, they just gave Daniel Jones that massive deal. So they're stuck with him for a while anyway. Um, I think I'm with you there, though. Like, if I could choose, if I was Caleb Williams, I, I would say that probably it would be the Bears that I wouldn't want to go to. And even the Patriots at this point. I mean, there is no talent on that roster. There's no Bill, juice. I'm not going to say there's not any talent on that roster. I there's mean, just who? no juice. What, what talent is on that roster, though? Quite frankly, I think there's guys on the defensive end. Matthew Judon, probably their best uh, D- DN. He creates a lot of havoc for them. He makes a huge difference. Christian Gonzalez was looking like a smash mouth corner. Like, he was really locking dudes down. That's great and all. So, but but once Caleb get Williams that, is on the offensive side of the ball. So, you've named, you've named two defensive players when you're trying to Ramon convince. Stevenson's good. Is he good or is he what they have? He's just what they got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you put Ramondre Stevenson onto, like, half the league. He's probably the backup to a lot of teams. That's so, so, I mean... Yeah, I just the Patriots are in a terrible spot too. Um, but again, this whole notion that Caleb Williams won't come out if he's oh he'll make more money in college, right? It's like okay, sure, right That's now fine. maybe. But guess what's going to happen next year? The next worst team is going to draft you. So like, come on, man. Either like, way, you're not, you're not staying in college. One, the whoever drafts first. Is usually a team who's just who needs the most help. Right. So in all actuality, Caleb, you're going most likely to a team that's struggling like Chicago, like uh, the Cardinals. You know what I mean? You're going to have to surround your head around that. Yeah. And quite frankly, I can't stand that narrative about, oh, he's going to go back to USC for a year. He's slated to make a little bit over $10 million if he goes back. Right. right now he's making a little bit north of like $5.6 million in right. college. Yeah. Granted. Very good salary. <laughs> you it's know, great. It's better than high, better than any money will you know me and you will ever see. But today. Out, but outside of that, no. About just, outside of next year, it wouldn't be guaranteed. And what if he goes back to USC, major injury, yep. loses millions and millions and millions of dollars? And so, I guess my other question is: If you are a GM, you know, you say you are the GM of the Cardinals, the Bears. And obviously, this kid is is seen to be a generational talent. Obviously, you never know until they're in the league. But if you're seeing the comments made, and I know that it was his dad, but say that Caleb Williams shares that same sentiment, do you want a guy like that on your team? Like, he's already bad-mouthing your team, and he hasn't even gotten there yet? Um, as a, That's why I'm not a general manager of a football team, because right. at the end of the day... I don't want nobody who don't want to be there. Right. You don't have to be there. We don't yeah. got a gun to your head, sir. Yeah. You don't have to come and make and make more money than any other person in the world playing sports. Right. I'm sorry. If you don't want to take a job where all you really got to do is watch film, play football, keep your head off, keep your head out of everybody's business, answer the media properly, be a franchise quarterback for twenty five million a year. You can sign me up, baby. I mean, like, hey, to his credit, like I said, he's not the one that said the whole no. Hey, um, I I might return to college. Like, like you said, he's answered 
the media perfectly he's when, when that has, he's an adult he's yeah a grown. when that's been brought up he's like hey i'm just focused on this week exactly you know so so like again nothing against caleb williams but you would assume that that being said even by his dad is in the mind of it's potential. out there now yeah. it doesn't matter yeah the exactly. fact is regardless of what they want to say about it you can tinker with it however you want Caleb may not have said it, but someone in your family said it, which means it probably came from you in some capacity. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at the end of the day, Caleb, just keep being a keep being a grown-up. Answer the questions correctly. Go get your bag, brother. Go yeah. play in the NFL. Cause I guarantee not a lot of dudes will get that. You know, don't get the opportunity that you get. And you should want that. Like you if, want if, that if you're the play. ultimate competitor. I would want to go to Chicago I and would, turn that yes, whole thing around. I wanna be the hero. I wanna be the guy. Let's go, DJ yeah. Moore. We're gonna run it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean and, and hey, the Cardinals are right back in the mix. Like yeah. they've they've come back down to earth after <laughs> the last few weeks. And honestly, not even to their it's not their fault. They've just lost any shred of talent. of talent that was competing in those games. So except I'm, Marquise Brown, he's playing. He's playing good. Out. He's like playing it. good. But again, I'm I'm back on tank for Caleb Watch with the Cardinals because I was not there a couple weeks ago. But moving on from Caleb, moving on to another college quarterback, I get to take a victory lap here a little bit. Hey, oh, I quick, get to take quick. a victory lap. Okay, folks, just so we're clear, I'm gonna let him get his victory lap, but then I'm gonna get mine. Okay, that's fine. He can try. But after last week, what did I say? The cor- the corniness, the, the corny Rado Buffaloes, man. The watch, the Rolex, them. At- he was tweeting out in the middle of the game against Stanford. He was tweeting out links to his merch shop. I don't know if you saw that, but he was doing that too. You see how he waited to bring this information to me until we started recording. I forgot until yeah. right now. It sound like sounds like a lie. But <laughs> it was it was there. And sounds I'm like sure he got rid of it after the game. I don't think his father would have allowed that. It was there. It was on ES or it was like on Barstool. Like Barstool put it out that he did that. And we can hate on Barstool all we want, but like they're pretty credible. Like a little. You know? A little. So after last week, I said be humble. He didn't do it again. They blew up 29. They're up 29 to nothing at home against a team with one win. (laughs) He needs to trade that Rolex in for a fucking Casio because I'm sorry, man. That was embarrassing. I don't want to see it one more goddamn thing about the Buffaloes this year after that embarrassment that we had to watch. I loved every second of it. The thing is, too, I was on their bandwagon. I was enjoying watching them play. And then they started get, getting way too big for their britches. You go into Oregon, disrespect Oregon after almost losing against Colorado State. And then you go in acting like you're the fucking national champions. We better not hear one more peep out of Colorado. Like you said, give Prime a couple years. I don't think Colorado is going away by any means. I think that their their program is going to keep being built up and, and get better. You know, like, again, what do we say? 59 transfers or some crazy number like high, that? It was more than that. So this year wasn't supposed to be good. 
they started awesome. They were fun. They hit but their they, sh- they They started to get way too big. They were writing checks their asses couldn't cash. And that's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. Like you said, Prime said that they bought into their own hype. I, I'd be embarrassed if I was that. Yeah. How, how I was acting those first few games of the year, losing in that fashion to Stanford. And there's... Their schedule doesn't get any easier from here on. They still have to play all the top. Utah, yes. uh, Utah they still have to play Washington, Oregon State, Oregon State Utah. So it's not going to get any easier. Their easy part of the the year the middle? already passed. Yeah. So please try to defend Shadur and the Buffaloes after what we just saw. No, 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 no. You're not going to just deteriorate me from my boys, man. Listen, listen, listen. Well, okay. We had, you know, we had a little blunder, but at the same token, a little, a little blunder, but at the same token, I'm not going to excuse blowing a 29 point lead. I know a lot about blowing huge leads. <laughs> Ask my Atlanta Falcons yeah. back in the Super Bowl yeah. against Tommy B. We not going to open that room again. But with that being said, just the way it happened, I said, look here, even I, as a casual fan, I see one receiver on Stanford get 13 catches for 294 yards, three touchdowns. Most of that was against Travis Hunter, too. And and quite frankly, I'm not really necessarily mad at Hunter. But if you see one receiver that's just absolutely torching you guys, Mm -hmm. can we put a Sam linebacker that sits on that slant route that he ran eight times in a row and pick off that route just once. Yeah. I guarantee he doesn't throw it again. Yep. But the fact is they weren't. It was one-on-one to the outside. All they did was say hike and stutter step slam. Stutter step slam. Stutter step slam. I'm like, wait a minute. Come on. Travis is good. But he can, you know, he can't the slants are hard to defend. I'm he not just sure if came he came off of a major injury. Exactly. And I mean, they and they're still playing him over a hundred snaps a game. And I told you that's gonna buy him. That's I truly him. don't think. As much as Dion looks like he cares about his guys, he's out there hugging his guys and all that bullshit, you can't sit there and tell me that you truly care about these kids' well-beings, especially when this kid is projected to be a pretty high pick in the NFL. You're throwing him out there after he had a major, major injury, and you're still playing him over 100 snaps a game. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't it, speak on Dion's oh, what, how much he loves Mr. Hunter. Well, I will say... Is that if you're really good at something, Mark, at this time right now, maybe he really is just showcasing what he's got. Because once Travis goes through this year, he's he's most likely going to play both sides all year. I'm sorry. I don't think that's just going to stop. Because right now, they need him to play both sides. Otherwise, you know what we're in every single game? Colorado ain't winning one of those games. See, but it's like I told you a couple weeks ago. It's like, why? Like, why do they need him to play both sides of the this ball? Is, is They're bad. not winning. They're not winning the Pac-12. No. They're not getting into a major bowl game. So what Dion needs to do is go to a couple NFL executives, be like, hey, what side of the ball do you truly see him playing in the NFL? And he needs to focus on that side of the ball. Because what he's doing right now is not helping him. It's it's lowering his snap count for when he does get into the NFL. Yeah. Because he's going. He's too good not to. What I am saying is that this is as bad as Colorado was going to be in Deion's tenure. So, like he said in one of his other interviews, get me now. Go ahead, because this is as bad as we're going to be. 
Go ahead, get your licks in now. Because when Dion gets a hold of those recruits, when he gets his hands on a little bit more buff and guff in the middle, because yeah. right now he needs some buff and hard spit and grind on that defensive yeah, line. He needs, to, he needs to bring in about 60 transfers just for the defense. Just for the defense yeah, itself. You leave Shiloh Sanders, yeah. everybody else is replaceable. Yeah. Because, I don't know, man, that the way the Stanford just carved him up, and it was the same thing over and over and over, and it was so annoying. But I'll let you have yours. <laughs> now we here. I don't want to hear another Baker Mayfield you mean, comment again. You mean that the first place Baker Mayfield? I don't want to hear Baker Mayfield is better than my boy Jared Goff. Ever again. The the proof is in the pudding, unfortunately. Jared Goff has a higher completion percentage. He throws more touchdowns. He has less picks. He plays on a better team. He does play on a better team. And you're still trying to sell me on some Baker Mayfield State Farm commercial stocks right now? Absolutely. Oh, my God. They're three and two. The Lions are They're still going to make the playoffs. Because they play in a weak division. That's fine. All you need to do is make it in. Okay, so uh, what did we discuss over the weekend? Oh, we're going to bet. <laughs> we're going to bet on this. What is the bet? Is the bet who has more wins or who just makes it further by the end of the season? I think it should be who makes it further. Fine. The Lions or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, that's fine. I'm taking I'm taking Tampa Bay Bakers. The Tampa Bay Bakers? Yeah. I'm going to take the Detroit Jared Goffs. That's fine. That's fine. And when I win... You have to buy me a Baker Mayfield jersey. I shall. Okay. And when I win, I want a smooth blue Detroit Jared Goff jersey. That's fine. I want it. Okay. But I want the I want the orange one they wore this weekend. Oh. Those, <laughs> those, are nice those. those are expensive. Those are expensive too. Yeah. Okay. If they're that expensive, I'm pretty expensive. Okay. okay. But you worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, MLB playoffs. Really quick, uh, Rangers up 2-0 against the Astros. Amazing. Uh, I hope they sweep them out of the fucking playoffs. <laughs> and the uh, Phillies up 1-0 against the Diamondbacks with Game 2 tonight. Can I just say how impressed I am with how good Philadelphia is? Like the, I mean, like they're really good, man. They're, they've been fun. Bryce Harper is a, is a true dude, man. Can we talk about the Rangers? They haven't even lost a game yet. Bro, where did the Rangers come from? They've been this good. They've been this good, but like you don't really think about the Rangers. You, you have to fool think, me a little bit. Yeah, when you when you talk about baseball, the Rangers aren't a team that comes to the forefront of your mind. Yeah, so, you know, it's Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Padres now, yeah. uh, Astros. Like the Rangers, they they built up over these last couple of years, and I'm. I, I still need to have my Yankees obituary. Oh yeah, forget about that. But Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery. Loved him. Lefty was great with the Yankees. We traded him away for Harrison Bader, who played maybe half of the games that he was with us under contract. <laughs> they traded him away because they said, oh, we don't know if he's going to be part of the postseason rotation. Well, guess what, Brian Cashman, you ugly, bald motherfucker? <laughs> the dude is 2-0. and and hasn't given up a motherfucking run in the playoffs. And we gave him up for Harrison Bader, who didn't even finish the year with us and finish the year in Cincinnati. 
and how Steinbrenner wants to bring him back again to keep making these mistakes so we can watch guys that were on our team that should have stayed on our team, Nathan Avaldi. He's another one that's been great in the postseason, been awesome with the Rangers, that are doing awesome in the playoffs. And guess what? We're fucking watching him from home because Brian Cashman doesn't know how to build a team. Okay. Ooh. All right. Yeah, take a drink there, big dog. Take it easy. I think we need to let him get his own episode in, folks. God I think, damn it. Oh, see? Look, he's still going. Like, he won't let it go. God. Maybe we should move on to... Thursday our- Night Football. Why don't we tell everyone the records first, man? You get you're me? right. You're right. So last week, you finished the week at nine and seven, nine and six, bringing your record to 41, 33 and two for the year. I went six and nine, bringing my total to 35, 40 and two. You have a nice six game lead uh, in the picks. We're going to try and rectify that this week. I'm going to go ahead and give a disclaimer right now. I am. I don't like this week. I have the numbers are the lines are weird. There's a lot of teams where it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense to take the favorite. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make it do what it do, man. Yep. Thursday night you have the Jags at the Saints. The Saints are minus three at home. The over under is thirty eight and a half. Um, who do you like here? Um, when the Saints play at home, they are a different beast. They play really good at the Superdome. So. I'm gonna take. This is my one of the only favorites. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take. I'm gonna try and take the Saints. I want the Saints minus three. Derek Carr, they, he's getting healthier. He's getting Michael Thomas involved. Chris Olave's involved. Alvin Kamara has been smashed. Welcome back, he's been great. Welcome back, AK. So um, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Um, last week, I. I was off the Jags just because they had played two games in London. They were coming all the way back home. They didn't even they didn't line. even get a week off in between two games in London and still came back and dominated the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like getting three points with the Jags here. I think they're kind of starting to wake up and they're starting to fulfill that potential that we kind of saw in them at the beginning of the year. Uh, I like the Saints. Nothing against the Saints here. I just think the Jags. I, I just like the three points. The Saints I, I also took a, good... a bad loss last week, so that's exactly. another reason I'm, yeah. I'm really on them this week. Right. They took a bad loss to the Texans. Man, I thought they had that game. That yeah. was a smash spot. But right. I do agree. T Law is dealing with a little knee nap. So maybe if T Law is not 100%, that's a little bit concerning for me. But again, like I said, when the Saints play at home, they're damn good. They are. They are. It does look like Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I looked at yeah, looked yeah. at that right away since he's my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> Mine too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it does look like he is going to play. Like you said, the Saints defense is very good, and if he's not 100% mobile, and uh, you know that can definitely play into the Saints' hands. But I like the momentum the Jags are carrying into this week, so I will take the three. You will take the Saints minus three. Yes. Moving on to our first Sunday game. We have the Atlanta Falcons against the Tampa Bay Bakers, or the Buccaneers. Minus 2.5 for the Buccaneers at minus 115. The over-under is 38.5. I always let you take the floor for your Falcons. Um, with Atlanta, man, I don't, I don't know. If, still, if Desmond is still starting, 
I'm taking the Bucks. Okay. Um, I don't, right now I don't see Desmond not getting benched right now because I feel like for a quarterback evaluation, um, teams usually like to wait till like that mid that Thanksgiving break. Right. You know what I mean? But I think the writing's on the wall. Arthur Smith, I think it's about that time, big dog. It's time to crack open the Heineke. Right. And because um, if we, realistically speaking, Atlanta has a legit shot to come out of that very very soft NFC South. You guys are three and three, three and one at home. So I mean, there there is no reason. But we haven't won a game on the road, and we are right. not we are not in Atlanta. So yeah. quite frankly, all the all the signs are telling say take the Bucks. Yeah, and I'm on the Bucks here too. Um, like you said, I just Desmond Ritter. He's just not that guy right now. And, and and then you take the better quarterback, Desmond Ritter or freaking Baker Mayfield. And yeah. unfortunately, my disdain for him is still stands. But Baker, let's ride. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. And the Buccaneers defense is good enough to really just key in on the Buccaneers running game because I mean, credit where credit is due, he had a decent game throwing the ball last yeah. week. He did, but. Can that happen two weeks in a row, like you said, on the road against a better defense? And he meant that game against the Commanders was mince me. We had it. It was yeah. done. All Desmond had to do was just not throw. <laughs> he threw so, the interceptions he threw were just bad. I'm yeah. cool with good interceptions. There's a difference between a good interception and a bad one. Absolutely. There's a huge difference. When you throw it, where there's no chance of your receiver getting that ball, that's a bad interception. And Desmond yeah. threw two late in the game when he had other receivers open. So quite frankly, you know, I'm just going to go with the better quarterback in this scenario in this division game. Okay. Uh, so we're both on the Buccaneers at the minus two and a half. Moving on to the Bills at the Patriots. The Patriots are plus eight and a half at home. The over-under is 41 and a half. Does this this line seems way too small? Mm-hmm. Way too small. The Bills honestly should have lost to the Giants if they didn't get that stop on the one yard line at the end of the game. Um, and again, it's like the Patriots are bad. There, there's no way around it. The Patriots are just not a good team. But any time, when is the last time Bill Belichick Bill Belichick got eight and a half? points at home. I don't know. And the Bills were just favored against the Giants by 14 and a half. Right. And the Patriots, my personal opinion, the Giants are way better than the Patriots. So if we're just taking two bats, they're better than the Patriots. Whatever. Okay. So we're only getting eight and a half points here. It screams something's off. Something's not. Something smells fishy. Something's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either. All right. So, eight and a half on the Patriots for yeah. myself and Dre. I'll take it. Moving on to the Browns of the Colts. The Colts plus two and a half. The Colts are minus 118 getting two and a half. Um, that's a huge, huge lay. Um, over under 39 and a half. Just because of the line itself, I am all over the Colts this week. I I it's weird. I can't. And I mean, the Browns obviously have the best unit that's going to be on the field at any time of their defense. Their defense their is def- great. We're not talking about just great, Mark. If I it's all to, time right now. This is a it is historical all time. defense, right? Like since the nineteen seventies, like defense. 
when you were able to really mess a dude up back then. Yeah. These Browns are playing at a ridiculous rate. And Gardner, love him. But you got to deal with Miles Garrett. And quite frankly, anybody who's dealt with Miles Garrett this year has lost yeah. in a big way. See, but here's, here's my thing. The Browns go and beat the 49ers. Very emotional win. Without Deshaun Watson. Yes. How are they only favored by two and a half against the Colts? After beating the Niners. Yeah. After beating the Niners and the Niners looked like they were going to go undefeated. They got robbed. Two calls. A little bit. Two calls that went to the, don't went the Browns away. A little bit. A little bit. But, I mean, the Niners didn't look good. Like they, I'll tell they you did something about the Niners when we get there. Yeah. That, that I believe. I so, believe so. so, yeah, just the line looks off to me. I like two and a half. Yeah. And, and the book is telling you that the Colts will cover this number by you having to lay 118. I'll take it. I'll take the Browns, though. I yeah. Mean, I can't go against historical defense. And I don't blame him. And Deshaun Watson's going to – they say he's going to come back. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, let's just get this straight. Mari Cooper still had a good game. Jerome mm-hmm. Ford still had – he is a very good backup. I'm loving him. Yeah. Um, this team will be fine. And that defense, as long as that defense stays legitimately healthy, I'm sorry. There's not a whole lot of teams that's going to be able to do a whole lot with the Browns. They're going to be a handful if they're healthy in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. They're going to be a handful. All right, moving on to the Lions at the Ravens. The Ravens minus three, minus 110. The over-under is 42 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay. Um, Lamar Jackson as a as a favorite sucks. Lamar Jackson as an underdog is pretty is better. I like the Detroit Jared Goffs. <laughs> My boy Detroit. Yeah. I mean Personally, I think this game should be closer to a pick. Yes. So that's why them laying the three points, it seems, it just, it screams to me that the Ravens win four points, five points at home. You know, it just, I don't like it. I don't like it either way. For some reason, yeah, this game is is, is a a weird one for me. Um, because if Lamar and his receivers don't start, they got to start catching these rocks, man. Yeah. If they catch these rocks, they wouldn't have been in that Steelers game. We would have never talked about George Pickens walking them off the field. And you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. But the Lions are freaking good. The Lions are damn good. Damn good. And they have a damn good defense. And Aiden Hutchinson is playing lights out. Um, Branch, the corner out there, he's playing lights out. I like the Lions here, even on the road. They showed that they can actually win on the road. Jared Goff can actually play good on, for, away from home. Because when he went into Tampa, he's, Tom, he's, he went into Tampa. He's okay. Yeah, he went he's into okay. Tampa. So Baker was happy. <laughs> he's okay. He went to so, Baker. Was happy, so you're on the Lions. I'm yeah. on the Ravens. Uh, moving on to the Raiders at the Bears. The Bears plus three. Even money um, on the Bears here, which is a little scary. The over-under is 37.5, juiced to the under at minus 115. Um, Justin Fields is not playing in this game. It's a kid that I've never heard of ever. Tyson Tyson Badgett looks like he came from like a D2, D3. Um, That's enough for me to take the bench. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the Raiders 
I, I understand they're three and three. They're another team that, you know, everyone kind of wrote off that they were going to be in contention for the number one pick. But, you know, I'm not ready to lay points on the road with the Raiders. No, I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not either. I'm with the Bears, too, and we'll take the rookie quarterback and see what we get. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with his back, so I'm not exactly sure if he's going to even play. If not, Aiden O'Connell. And Aiden O'Connell looks terrible. Yeah. So if Jimmy G doesn't play and if it's Aiden O'Connell, the Bears might be my super lock for Ooh, the week. I but my super lock. I mean, we'll have to see if uh, Jimmy G plays or not. But moving on to the Commanders, the Giants, uh, Commanders and Giants, the Giants plus two at home. The over-under is 39.5, juice to the under at minus 115. Just so many low totals this week. Um, I like that football is kind of getting back to more of a defensive game, that everything is not geared towards the offense now. Um, also, what do you think? Do you think they need to change something? Because the new thing that quarterbacks are doing is making it an obvious underthrow so that the receiver has to try and come back to the ball, but the corner literally can't do anything. So they're calling it a pass interference every single time. As a referee, as the NFL, you're seeing that it's clear as day that these are underthrown balls on purpose. How do you call that a penalty still? I don't know. That's you know just what one I mean? of those things that you that's just part of the game. See, I have more of an issue with that than the the brotherly shove. Like I don't care I, about the brotherly shove. I don't either. Yeah. Like if you can't stop it, that's not their <laughs> that's fault. Not, that's not Jalen Hurts' fault. And it, the funny thing is. Other teams are trying to duplicate it, and, and they can't do variations. it. variations. They and can't so do it. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's not their fault. They have the best offensive line in football. And they have a dude that is like 6'3 and can squat 500 pounds sorry. at quarterback. Yeah. It's like, like, stop complaining. <laughs> stop it. There's other teams that are trying to do it but can't. I've seen it stop. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Are you going to fucking tell Tom Brady to stop throwing the ball when he had Randy Moss? Oh, no one, so no one could stop it. That was so unfair. Yeah, I, I, I just think that the underthrow of the balls, the the clear like looking no for chance. a penalty. Yeah, I have a bigger issue with that than than the brotherly shove. Like Respect. it's so dumb Respect. that people. Yeah, but anyway, I, um, I like the Giants here. Weirdly, Same. with Tyrod Taylor, they looked good against the Bills. Yeah, I mean. Let's I, blindly take the I'm Giants. Let's do it. And take the Giants here. I don't know. I don't like the command. Sam Howell hasn't looked god-awful, but he has looked like a rook. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's at the same token. The Giants played hell. They played their ass off on Sunday night. Dayball, and I cannot believe I didn't take the Giants. I, I'm such a goof. I forgot Dayball was Josh Allen's offensive coordinator. Right. So, DeAndre, what are you doing? Yeah. You're not taking the former OC. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the Giants. Cool. Easy. Don't really have any other ad- analysis besides no. Barkley looks good. Ty-, Ty Rod has always been a very good, serviceable, serviceable quarterback. quarterback. Uh, as bad as it sounds, I really don't think you're losing much with Daniel Jones no. over Ty Rod. Like... Um, and the defense kind of woke up. 
and now you get to face a commander's team at home with, I mean, at least on paper, a much worse offense than the Bills have. So I mean, um, if you know football, you know the commanders are talentless. Right, right. You know that Terry McLaurin is good, Jahan Dotson, but he has played so bad this year, yeah. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he, he was so getting bad. a lot of hype coming into the year. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Yeah. He is killing me. Yeah, it was crazy. Both Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel were getting more love than Terry McLaurin coming was, into the year. And I was like, the, that's why I wish the commanders would trade him <clears throat> yeah. to somewhere that he could be used. We'll talk about, oh, I mean, we already passed the Falcons. I already told you, I don't think that that's a good trade for No, them. no, no, no. But the more I thought about it, I would love to go get a guy like Kirk Cousins. I would absolutely adore that because we have a very good top five offensive line in football. So Cousins wouldn't have to sit there and be under duress all freaking game. Yeah. You sit there and throw dots to Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. And would you just, take Russell Wilson, but you have to eat that contract? How do I put this politely? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's fair. Absolutely not. That's fair. That is the biggest hell no <laughs> ever. Well, you guys should be starting Taylor Heineke anyway. I think you guys already have the in-house the, the, answer. The writing is on the wall. Like I told you, they're trying to give Desmond Ritter the fairest shot that he could get. So we they're are squeezing every ounce of juice. I want to, but I want to. That's what you do with an NFL quarterback that you don't know if he can play. You squeeze him to the very last moment. So this is your last shot, Mr. Desmond. You yeah. get uh, who we got this week. We get we get the Bucks. Yeah. And they have a pretty serviceable defense. Yep. So let's get this right. Yep. Lose this game. Fair. See what happens. Fair. Then once we go into next week, you'll see number four, Taylor Hunt. <laughs> Moving on to the Cardinals at the Seahawks. The Seahawks minus seven and a half. Juiced to minus 114 for the Seahawks. The over-under is 44 and a half. I hate – this is such a weird number for me because I don't think the Seahawks are good enough to be laying seven and a half points against anyone right now. But again, the Cardinals have just lost so much offensively, defensively. Um, Josh Dobbs definitely regressed a little bit. But teams got film on them now. Yeah, so but nice. and I just I, I think the Rams are a better team, barely than the Seahawks, and it's on the road. The one thing I will say though, even when the Cardinals are terrible and the Seahawks have been head and shoulders legion of boom days, Russell Wilson in his prime. The one thing that Arizona does is play Seattle tough, and not not all the time because for whatever reason. Seattle owns us in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But the Cardinals play the Seahawks tough in Seattle every single time. So against my better judgment, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the seven and a half. You're gonna eat those points? I'm gonna no, I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I'm giving myself the seven and a half here. I just I just think that they can keep pace in, in a low scoring slogan. I think the Seahawks are getting healthier. But this is what scares me. I don't know what version of Geno Smith am I going to get. He's been bad this year. I don't know which version of Geno I'm going to get. He's been bad. That is what's terrifying me. But with that being said, the uh, teams that have been playing the Cardinals, they've been lighting them up. Yeah. The quarterbacks that have played the Cardinals have lit- lightened them up. Matt Stafford just lit them up last week. Cooper yeah. Cup had a 
great name. Yeah. Oh, God. He's so good to be back. I missed him. Yeah. Gosh. But that's um, the thing, though. I think you could put the Rams receiving core at least one and two. I mean, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua have been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of teams that are going to be able to stop both of those guys. You're going to have to pick your boys. So, for me, I mean, the Cardinals are already thin on the defensive side of the ball anyway. So there was really no scenario where they were going to slow down Cup and Nakua. Um, but, I mean, yeah, DK is great. Tyler Lockett's great. But are they on the same level as Nakua and Cup? I don't think so. I want to put Metcalf up there with Cup. I really do. But, no, Cooper Cup is in yeah, one of those. He's in a league. He's in a different league. Yeah. And he's starting to really separate himself. Yeah. To, like, you remember when Devontae was in that, that realm? When Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers were playing together, yep. there was not a combo in fantasy football you wanted more. Yeah. I remember one year I had it, swept everything in that league. <laughs> just go ahead and run me my money because yeah. Devontae was just – It's crazy. <clears throat> and then the route running was so good. And yeah. Cooper Cup was so good at route running. So I'm also going to take Redbirds. Okay. Can I have Redbirds, please? Take it. Take it. Plus seven and a half for – uh, Dre and myself on the Cardinals. Moving on to the Steelers at the Rams. The Rams minus three at home, minus 106. Over under is 43 and a half. Juiced to the over at minus 115. I'll take Pittsburgh. Okay. Give me give me your reasoning because I cannot cap I'll this Pitts- game. I'll take Pittsburgh for the simple fact of um, they play really good as underdogs. They are... Very talented on the defensive end. TJ Watt is tops for player of the year. And, I mean, for defense players. Yeah, so that's how good he is. He makes a huge freaking difference. So, and Mike Tomlin as an underdog is a damn good coach. And I don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers walking up in there thinking, oh, these these dudes are going to um, just dominate us. And that's just not going to happen. Sorry, guys, if it sounds a little different. Uh, right in the middle of Trey giving his uh, analysis of the Steelers, we had to move locations real quick, but we are still on the Steelers and Rams. Dre is taking the Steelers, if you guys uh, you know, couldn't get what he was trying to say there. Yeah. And um, I just think the Rams are a good team. Is it about time we all got on that bandwagon? I don't know if it's time to get on the bandwagon to like believe that they're going to actually do something, but what I mean, what have the Steelers shown us to believe? Like, why should I keep picking the Steelers week after week? It's the defense, man. I'm sorry. It's just one of those teams that you can never count out. And if this was really the case of the Rams are a good team, I feel like the number would be bigger. But the reason the number isn't bigger is because uh, people understand that the Steelers' defense will keep them in every single game. So all we, all Kenny Pickett needs to do, jeez, oh, <laughs> this sounds like a big that's, ass right that's now. That's the thing. This that's sounds what like I'm a saying. Big ass. That's what I'm saying. I just like Kenny Pickett has been awful. There has been no progression to him this year yeah. from last year. Yeah. He's actually gotten worse. Yeah. So I. Give me Matt Stafford, the veteran quarterback. Give me Cooper Cup, top three, top five receiver in the league. Top Give two. me Puka Nakua, the top receiving rookie in the league right now. Um, I'm probably going to bite that bullet later, but uh, 
Yeah, I'll stick with the Steelers. Yeah, at home, it just, yeah, I, I think it's a big ask for the Steelers to... Who the heck is going to block TJ Watt? Not a single person. Good. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, so, look for, don't look for explosive numbers. From who's going to stop Aaron Donald? That's a good question. All right. That's a good question. No, you're right. Yeah. But Aaron Donald plays on defense with a bunch of kids. It's Aaron Donald and a bunch of babies. You know what the Steelers' defense is? A bunch of men. Okay. A bunch of TJ Watt-led men. That's fine. That's fine. You're not going to see the Rams run it much this week. You damn right, because they don't have a running back. Puka and Cooper Cup might go for 20 catches each. That is insane. That'd be great because I got seven. Them. I got them. That's the thing, though. The the Rams aren't going to beat them by 30, 40, 50 yard completions. It's going to be seven yards here, six yards here, eight yards here. Then they're going to hit you for fifteen. Then they're going to hit you for another six. So they're just going to they're just going to move down the field. I mean, that's how I see this game playing. Obviously, if they give Stafford the time, let me just say that they give Stafford the time. Yeah, I yeah. agree, one hundred percent. All right, so moving on to the Packers at the Broncos. The Broncos are plus one and a half, minus 114. The over-under is 45. I guess the only question I have is Jordan Love a good quarterback? I don't know because they're not. I mean, you could see he has the ability to throw the ball downfield, right? Right. But my thing about him is that he hasn't been throwing it accurately yeah. down the field. I feel like they've been kind of like loosening the reins on him a little bit, trying to be a little bit more conservative, let the defense win it. I don't, I don't know. Jury's still out on Jordan Love. I'd rather be, I'd rather have Jordan Love than Desmond Ritter right now. Right. But it's not saying much. Yeah, holy smokes, man! Like, I don't know if he is a good quarterback. Like I said, this is really his first test. He's Mm -hmm. been in the building for five years now, and he should know this freaking system like the back of his hand. Yeah. But you know, I. Still with Jordan Love for me, time will tell, I guess. I'll take the Packers. I just don't like this game at all. I don't like either I, yeah, one of these teams. I don't like it either. I just – I will take the Packers' defense to be able to slow down the Broncos enough. I'll take them too. Yeah, because, I mean, the Broncos' defense is god-awful. So the Packers should be able to score something here. Um, and I, it's funny you say that, like – Jordan Love has been around the league. He's on it. He's, he's a veteran in a weird <laughs> way, but also everyone views him as a rookie since this is his first official year playing a full slate. So, yeah, I mean, I'll just take I'll just take the Packers. I think they are going to have the best unit on either side of the ball, which is their defense. Yeah. You're talking about a very bad Broncos offense. You're talking about a very bad Broncos defense. Uh, yeah, I, I just think the Packers keep it close enough. They win a close game. I, I can see this being like a late second field goal win. For I will 100% not be tuning into this game. No. You know what I mean? No. I'll watch it for analysis, but don't be thinking I'm, I'm going to line up at the masses no. trying to watch the Denver Broncos play the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely not. Jeez. So who are you taking? I will take Green Bay. Okay. I hate the Broncos suck. They're bad. And I don't even know what to do with them. They're just bad. Like, we just I'm going to fade them. I'm just going to fade them. Every week? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, like, what in what world and what reason have the Broncos given us any reason to bet on them? Ever. No. Yeah. So until 
They put a couple complete games together. Yeah, you can't just do one either. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just do one. It's like, what, we're, we're, we're believing in them because they only lost by 11 to the Chiefs? Like, come on. That game was way, it was done. That that little touchdown they scored, yeah. Yeah, it, it felt like it was garbage. It meant time. nothing. It, it meant like absolutely it nothing. Moving on to the Chargers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs Ooh. are minus 5.5. The over-under is 48.5. Juiced to the over at minus one fifteen, dude. I don't know what to like. You're this is saying another one. I don't know what to do. This is the hardest game of the week Fats. to pick for me Fats. because anytime the Chargers give us any reason to believe in them, they rip it right out of our hands the next week. And the Chiefs have not been good either. But they play the Chiefs good. Chargers play the Chiefs. Very they tough. do, and, and like the Chiefs are five and one. But you're only able to put up 19 points against the Broncos? What? I don't see. So, like, I don't want to keep going back to the Chargers well because they keep burning me. Yeah. And I told you last night, I Justin Herbert is so overrated. I'm not going to this. How? How? What has he done? You gave me a – if you can – like I told you. I gave you the list. Listeners, I'm gonna need you to tell I'm gonna need you to tell him. Yeah, go back and reference the list. This man, I agree with four of the quarterbacks that you would have over Justin Herbert. But the thing is, you couldn't argue against okay. Here's he said, give me six people that you would take over Justin Herbert. Yes. And at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have added a couple of these guys to the list. At this point. We have seen enough. He's on his second deal now. He's not a rookie anymore. He's been around the league for a long time. Okay? What is he? He hasn't won a single playoff game yet. Not a single one. And anytime, again, like I said, the Chargers give us any reason to believe in them, prime time, they can't get it done. They can never get it done in the big opportunities. So, here's, I would take Josh Allen over Herbert. I would I take Joe Burrow. I agree. Patrick Mahomes. Agree. Lamar Jackson. Agree. Okay. Jalen Hurts. I would absolutely take Jalen Hurts over him right now. And the one that you might be able to argue, but at this point, is Tua. I've not been a big believer of Tua on this show, but you go back to last year's numbers when he was healthy, you go back to this year's numbers – Almost identical, and he's playing on an MVP level. Justin Herbert has never given us an MVP level of performance. He's given us a very good level. Does that make him not one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league? Because he doesn't give you an MVP level. Is he solid enough, Mark, to start on an NFL team and be better than the average Joe? Yes, and let me tell you why. The Chargers weren't winning before him. Let me just—they're not winning with him. Let me put this. Let me put this into perspective for you, bro. This organization does not win close games, unfortunately. And I'm sorry. That is—that's going back to the Philip Rivers days. And Philip Rivers was—they're considering this dude a Hall of Fame quarterback. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, Justin Herbert throw has thrown the most yards as a rookie. The kid five years has an absolute rocket for an arm. He is on his third, second, third coordinator now. He finally has a coordinator that he trusts in Kellen Moore. They still haven't figured out that court, that situation at head coach. Brandon Staley 
pissed that game away last night. Legit. I'm just going to say we pissed Brandon Staley is a bad coach. That, that doesn't make any sense. He is a bad right. coach. We had, they had two opportunities to kick field goals. Why are we not kicking field goals? What are we paying these kickers for, guys? Mm-hmm. Seriously. If we're going to go with the analytics, suspend all kickers. Get rid of all kickers. They because should. the only kicker right now that's making the check is Justin Tucker. And even he missed an extra point. And even he misses extra point because he's freaking human. But at the end of the day, Jay Herbo is, he goes through his progressions quickly. He has a rocket. He puts the ball in good places. He can run. And I'm sorry, Mark. Does he? Okay. Okay. Don't say he he doesn't make people around him better because he does. Answer one question for me. Does he win when it matters? Sure. When? Look, last year, when they, went, when they were going to the playoffs. They didn't go to the playoffs because they couldn't beat the Raiders. Could anybody beat the Raiders in that moment? A lot of teams, probably. No, we were. Yeah, right. probably. I was at that game. We were all emotional. Nobody was beating no, us that no, night. <laughs> it ended in a tie. But let me tell you. Let, no, it didn't. Raiders won, didn't the Raiders win by three? Oh, it ended in a tie. Oh no! The Raiders didn't win by three because if it ended in a tie, they both the Chargers would have gone. To, yeah, they both would have gone to the playoffs. But now, the you're Chargers tell- would have. So the you're Chargers. telling me that the reason that the Chargers were even in overtime in the first place was not because of Jay Herbo? Because I, I was at the game. Let me just put this into perspective. I was there. I saw it. I saw his hair flowing in the breeze. I saw that rocket right arm fling back, and he threw a dot. 40 yards down the field, on the run, being chased by Max Crosby, and he laid it, he delivered it like a feather. I'm not saying... Jay Herbo's good. I'm not saying he's not good. Jay Herbo's top 10. What I'm saying is Justin Herbert is overrated. They put him into the conversation with Burrow, with Allen, with Mahomes. If you're talking about talent, he's overrated. No, he's not. He's overrated. He's not. You know what? You can't, you can't be on your second contract. Be he just started his second contract. Mark. Okay. He just got How many Super here. Bowls? How many playoff ones does Joe Burrow have? A few. Okay. How many does Jalen Hurts have? A few. Okay. How many does Justin Herbert have? I don't know. Zero. I don't know. Chargers ain't going to the playoffs? No. You sure? Yes. All right. They haven't. They were up against the oh, the, the Jags. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I think that was Trevor Lawrence. Though. Justin Herbert wilted no, he in didn't. big time moments. You think that's he, Jay Herbo's fault that they get the that Chargers, the defense blew up? Did, did you not see the play with Keenan Allen yesterday? Yeah, Keenan yeah. Allen was open by thirty yards. He hit a nice double move, made the defender break his ankle. Quarterbacks miss layups all the time. Justin Herbert overthrew him by about five yards. Quarterbacks miss layups all the time. Not in those moments. Bullshit. That was a huge moment in that Sheet game. bull. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Like I said, I'm not Sheet saying bull. Justin Herbert is a bad quarterback. It sounds can, like it. Can he win a Super Bowl? Yes, I think he can. At the present moment in time... For what we make Justin Herbert out to be, he is overrated. That's all I'm saying. I love you too. That's all I'm saying. I love you too. So that being said, ridiculous. I'm gonna take the Chargers. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the only, the only reason, the only reason I'm taking the Chargers is because, again, I don't think the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs. I know you're not just saying the Chargers, bro. I know you're not just saying the Chargers. I'm still taking the Chargers. I'm living and I'm dying by Justin Herbert this year. I talked him up so much at the beginning of the season. I want him to be I want him to be the quarterback we all think he is. Oh, you are hilarious, my friend. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Whew. I just think it's a good spot for them. I'll take the Chargers. Oh my goodness. We're I am so crying. sorry. I am legit crying real We're tears. I am crying real tears right now. I won't I don't like the number at five and a half. So you're asking Whenever the Chargers play the Chiefs, like I said, they play them really tough. And usually those games end up with Harrison Bunker game winner or Cameron Dicker game winner. You know what right, I mean? Right. So I think this is another field goal game. I think both quarterbacks are electric. We'll get it going. Who the heck is going to guard Keenan Allen? Good luck. Because uh, he is routing dudes up right now. And he made that dude fall twice yeah. on routes. And it sounds like Travis Kelsey's still playing hurt. Sounds like he still has an ankle issue. But his hurt... I'm sorry. His hurt is better than a lot of dudes good. No, that's true. Like that, that is true. That's crazy. So uh, the number scares me just a tad bit. And because I took, I've taken a lot of favorites today, I'm going to also take the Chargers. Gotcha. So Chargers plus five and a half for myself. And oh, you're Dre. so funny. <laughs> On T-Sunday night, the Dolphins at the Eagles. The Eagles minus two. The over-under is 51 and a half. Um... I think we saw last week how vulnerable the Eagles actually are by losing to the Jets. Um, I am going to not overthink it because this this number too says that I should overthink it and probably take the Eagles. But um, I am just going to take the Dolphins. We've been saying it. Up until they lost, that they weren't playing well. They were a very lucky 5-0, and and they got exposed. They got exposed. So I, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Real quick, I just want to put this out in the air. Um, I don't necessarily think it was the Eagles getting exposed. And let me explain. Okay. Um, can you name me three defenses better than the Jets? Better than the Jets? I can name three. That's it. The Browns? Yes. The Cowboys? No. Then the Jets? Absolutely. The 49ers? Yes. Um, and that's probably... And we we could argue the Cowboys. We could argue the Cowboys, but we're talking pound for pound personnel. Their D-line is better than the Cowboys. You give it... You Would you say the Steelers? Yeah. <sighs> No. That's another argue. Not better than the Jets. Okay. You're talking, I'm going to talk all three levels. Okay. All three levels. I, I, love, I love the Jets defense. D-line, so. middle, I mean, linebackers, corners, and safeties. Yeah. So, we're talking top to bottom. Robert Sala is an emotional coach. I said this last pod, last episode. He's an emotional coach, and that defense is going to play their butt off. And if anything, the Jets will, will play some hot defense. Also, though, I do think... The Jets got bailed out there at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. What a dump, what a bonehead fucking move to throw the ball at midfield on third down when the Jets had just used their last, last timeout. Yeah, it's tough. 
So you punt them down inside the 10-yard line and force Zach Wilson to go 90 yards, but you throw the ball? Instead of just running it with What are you doing? Just run. You might get the first What are you doing? I don't know. The Eagles, like I said, they need to still find their footing. These are new coordinators. New, you know what I mean? Same coach. Nick Sirianni's still a good coach. But, you know, the Eagles are struggling right now. And, but. Isn't that crazy to say they're struggling? But, but they're 5-1. and one. That's nuts. Because we expect more from the Eagles. We do. Who's at home? It is in Philly. I will take Philly. Okay. Whoever was just, at home. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I don't I think I'll bet it either way. I'm not touching this at all. Yeah, it, that's just a good watch. But moving on to Monday night. Monday night football, the 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings plus 6.5, minus 105. The over-under is 44. Can I say something about the night? Please do, because I'm going to go back to something I said a couple weeks ago after you said it. Can I just say real something about the Niners? There's good losses and there's bad losses. Yep. I did not think their loss to the Browns was as bad as it looked. Okay. Explanation. Brock Purdy, who everyone wants to deem as really fucking good and all this, that, and the third. He's good. Let's not get it straight. Let's not get it twisted. He's good. But, 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 I watched Brock Purdy uh, last possession of the game to get him within Jake Moody's range. Mm -hmm without his top weapons of Trent Williams, Debo, and Christian McCaffrey, drove that bad boy right down the field, got it in field goal range. If you miss, if you lose a game because your quarterback who has been struggling all game, has been pissing down his leg all game, you know what I mean, doing all of this, and he still puts you in a position to win, that's, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Jake Moody missed the kick. Jake Moody just missed the kick. Yeah. That's why I'm starting into fantasy again. Jake Moody missed the kick. Yeah. So, but you wouldn't, you know, we're not going to be there. Should be 6 no. It should be 6 no. 100%. Those two PI calls that they got against them, that was tough. Absolutely tough. But that's the NFL. I don't want to hear the refs cheated us. I hate that excuse. I can't stand it. If the refs cheated you, you probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is more than one play. There is more than one play. The only time, the only time that I blame refs or, like, blame it on one play is when they throw a flag that they haven't been calling all, all game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in an extremely important moment. That's a one time I hate it. Um, I'm going to take the Niners. Um, looks like they will be without Debo. Looks like they will be without Trent Williams. Seeing that Christian McCaffrey might play, should be able to play. Oh, you certainly saw that he might play? So? Yes. Uh, Christian McCaffrey avoids serious injury, could play on Monday Night Football. Nice. So it's not for sure, but it's looking better than the what it looked like on Sunday at least. Yeah. Um, I don't – I want to take the Vikings here. I just it, – it's hard to trust I, them. Right? I want to, but, you know, without Justin Jefferson still – this run game hasn't been good. The Niners are still awesome on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Brock Purdy, or Christian McCaffrey, and Debo, and Trent Williams all sit out of this game. I might take the Vikings. I might, yeah. I definitely would lean the Vikings a little bit more. Um, and like you said, 
Brock Purdy is a perfect system quarterback. Thank you. I don't think he's great. He's not good. I don't. He's think not he, a good quarterback. I, I think can't, he's a good system quarterback. I can't sit here and say he's a good quarterback because you saw he lost McCaffrey, he lost Debo, he if lost his left tackle. you don't have all talent around you, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So he can't rely on that check down. He can't mm-hmm. rely on Christian McCaffrey to get him 13, 14, 15 yards on a two-yard pass behind the line anymore. He can't count on Debo Samuel taking, tackles. taking a nice three-yard slant out for 30, 40 yards. Now he's going to have to throw Brandon Ayuk open. He's going to have to throw George Kittle open. He's Jennings. never been asked to do that before, and I don't think he can. So, again, if McCaffrey plays, I like the Niners to be able to cover this spread. If he doesn't play... I might lean the. I'm gonna lean the Vikings more. I 100% agree. Um, I I don't like this line. Seven I don't points, like it either. Seven points without their stars. Mm-hmm. I don't like it at all. Something's inside of me is telling me to take the Vikings. So I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, I'll take it. All right. I like the pick, honestly. As, as crazy as that sounds, that I, sounds I crazy. like the Vikings. But, but last week I called. Did not not call. What, we're gonna, what was going to happen? You go into Cleveland. You play a little flat. This is what happens. You, you're in a smash spot on Monday night. Oh, we're going to dominate the Vikings. Yep. Not not so fast, Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. says. Not so fast. The NFL is unpredictable, Mark. Yes. There were too many favorites. I don't like. There's you tried to clown me for my Giants pick. I did. I did clown. I, you and they should have won. Yeah, they should have won. They had a, good, a great shot to win the game. <laughs> but I'm winning. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm winning. Do you have a super lock of the week? I actually don't have a – you go first, and I'll, I'll get mine in a second. My super lock of the week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Falcons. Oh, you best. Uh, the, again, the only reason I just think their defense is going to be able to – really make the Falcons one-dimensional, and that one dimension is something that they're just not good at. So I, you know, I think this will be a close close game, but you're asking me to lay less than a, a field goal. That's exactly where I think this game lands at the end of the day. So, yeah, you're only asking me to lay two and a half points with the Buccaneers at home. I'll take it. <sighs> Am I ready to do this? Do it. Am I ready to do this? Do it. I'm locking in. Detroit football, baby. Okay. Let me take uh, Jared Goff on the Lions. They've been playing lights out. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is severely underrated. People just don't understand how good he is. He's great. Their run game, Jameer Gibbs is coming back. And I think because Monty's out, Jameer Gibbs is going to get all those touches. Mm-hmm. So now Lions fans get what they want. Offensive line's still good. I just don't. You know what I mean? I think the Lions will be able to neutralize Baltimore's blitz a little bit, giving Jared Goff a little bit more time to throw. Mm-hmm. I do think Jared Goff will struggle a little bit more in this game. Don't be surprised to see one or two picks. But I also see Jared Goff having 300 yards, two TDs, one to Amon Ra, the other one to uh, Reynolds. Okay. Um, my teaser of the week, I'm going to take the – Dolphins up to eight. I'm going to take the Chargers up to 11 and a half. I am going to take the Giants up to plus eight. I'm going to take the Bears up to plus nine. And I will take 
the Patriots up to 14 and a half. Mm. All right. So thank you guys again for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Y'all have a good week. Let's win some money. Hopefully college stays hot. Hopefully I close the gap on Dre here a little bit. Um, All right. Peace out, y'all. Have a great week. Stay humble. Stay blessed. (laughs) Stay humble, Shadur.